Honey, oh, hey, babe, how are you? I didn't see you there. I... Where have you been? Uh, wow. Oh, it is late. Uh, geez, sorry about that. Um, well, um, where have you been? Well, you know, um, the guys and I decided that, you know, since the Miller report is finally done, we uh wanted to uh. You know, blow off some steam, you know, just the guys. So we we went down to Murphy's, had a few pints, and, you know, Steve's been going through it at home. So, you know, he's talking and talking and talking. Beers keep flowing. One bar leads to another. And, you know, before I know it. It's been seven years. Has it? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Chris and Paul podcast. I am Chris. I am Paul. And we got Paul show. We got a very special guest today. We certainly do, Chris. This guy is one of our best friends in the whole world. Gone through everything with him. We we mentioned him a couple of episodes ago and we got him on it. It took a lot. It took a lot. It took a whole text to get him on. We said we did it. We said he's the funniest person we know. We so there's no pressure. Should I say something? Should I <laughs> should I chime in? No, I feel weird not saying something. Not yet. Damn, we didn't introduce you yet. That's what we do. With, that's what we do with the show. We just like let the person sit there and see how long we can just have them awkwardly sit there in silence as we talk about them. It's starting to feel so. It started heating up. Started Everybody, guys. Darren Gracio is with Hooray, us today. Darren Gracio. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. So, uh, yeah, so it's this is another we had Evan on last time and we've known Evan for a very long time. He's I guess Evan will be more like our New York longtime friend. But Darren, you mean L.A.? Well, what? Well, what? well the, he well, we met Evan in New York. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, and now he's in L.A. But Darren, like so Evan, and I had a history, but well, all three of us have a history. But you and Chris have a, more of a history than the three yeah. of us because you guys went to high school together. We did. That's right. We went Actually, to Stanford High in Stanford, oh, Connecticut. I, I want to also say before I forget, because I just brought it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, Darren's the one that like introduced Paul and I. Yes. Like, you guys mentioned that before. I don't remember this. OK, so <laughs> we, this? we were in uh, a little show called Run for Your Wife. Oh, my God. Run for your wife. <laughs> this is Paul and Darren. This is that curtain call. This is that curtain probably call? 1997? No, this is this is like 98, 99. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, is- I knew of Chris O'Neill. Like I saw him around when I would hang out with you. We're doing whatever with the show. Right. And I and so I met Chris a couple of times. And then you and I had the smallest parts. Like I had like a one liner. I was a right, reporter. Right. I'm like, hey everybody, you gotta take a picture. And then I went off the stage. And then you played one of the neighbors that would come in every once in a while, right? Yeah, I was a um, how do I say this? <laughs> I was a stereotypical, like probably offensive gay character. It was really like it was pretty like I think I mean, it was it was like funny, but like the way it was written was just like looking back on it. You're like, that was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, Isn't it weird how that happens. You just look back. You're like that back what? then. Uh, somehow that was not. <laughs> I don't even know like who wrote that play, but like, yeah, it was, it was one of those, like, it was that time period. It was sort of birdcage ish type of like, it was that type of thing. 
Um, but yeah, that's the that's the part that I played. So you and I, we did a couple. Uh, we kind of knew each other through curtain call, and then right. you and I did this play together. And I was a huge fan of Kids in a Hall, and I'm going like, oh, I want to write stuff. And then you and I would. <laughs> One of the first things I remember, we would write about this raccoon that would come in, <laughs> that would that would come in and save everyone, everyone from whatever's going on. Oh my Do you God. remember something like that? It's like, I'll kiss you now. And it was something like, <laughs> it was so weird, but we used to write this. We would just make up stupid bits yes. backstage. Wait, hold like, on. Wait, did you guys know? Wait, this was this how you guys met or you guys just happened to be? The way I remember it, it is that we met on that show. Like, I didn't know you. We met on that show. We knew, we, we knew of each other. We knew right. Of each other. Right, 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 right. Right, because I think I was doing an acting class with Lauren Ken. at the time. And Ken, oh, oh. yes, yes. Yeah. And then the, we were all together and I kind of knew you through then. Right, 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 right. And then we did this play together. And then you and I would just mess around. Like we got yelled at a couple of times because we <laughs> yeah. were just laughing so much. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's part for the course. So I'm like, I want to I want to do I want to do a sketch comedy. And he's like, I know a couple people. Like, I, I know like, I'll bring my friend Chris over. I'll, you know, Teddy Udane, I think, was there. Or Bill. Yeah. Bill um, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll bring my friend Brennan because he's the only <laughs> one I know that would like would do this stuff. So you you meet at your house. We all hung out in your basement and then the blue carpet, blue carpet. And then that's where I met Chris. And then we all just really bonded. We we started a troupe called Blank Labels. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> that was a, that was within like six months. That, yeah, we started Blank Labels. So I met Darren in high school. Darren was doing the shows in high school and I got stuck in one of the musicals because I just was failing things. And I would they just threw me in a musical. And I said, yeah, OK. Was it Bye Bye Birdie? It was Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, in yeah. the background. And I was like, oh, this is these people are really crazy and cool. And then like and then it was just great. I loved it so much. Darren and I had a blast in the drama department. Darren got all the leads. I, yeah. I yeah. followed him around. <laughs> Darren was the high school superstar. Uh, you know, I was the kid with big ears, but man i loved it everyone was like you guys are in drama i just remember people gave me such crap like you're in drama and like there were so many beautiful girls and at, when you're like a 16 year old kid and everyone's like oh give me your hugs and, then, and i'm just like this is the best thing. <laughs> it's like i it was amazing dude especially that show i remember i vividly remember bye bye birdie and it was sophomore year and it was so fun because it was like it was that whole didn't snl do a sketch about like going to the cast party and stuff like that yeah like, yeah 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 it was it was that it was that whole like thing of of just all of us being like ridiculous together and just kind of like you started to realize that we we're all kind of like the same people you know what i mean yeah. like like where in other places you didn't really like fit in in certain spots like that's where like for me it was like improv in middle school and things like that. But like, I re vividly remember kind of fighting against doing drama club and then like going in, like just really like, like diving in and it was bye bye birdie. And that's where I met you. And then yeah. shortly after that, I think it was that summer or even the next other summer I met Paul, like yeah. you were talking yeah. about run for your wife, but it was that whole thing. That's like bye bye birdie. That was just, it was the time where it was all just fun. It was just ridiculous yeah. and fun and, and trying to make each other laugh backstage. Yeah, dude, I remember that too. It was so great. That summer, then we did Cinderella. Darren was the prince. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was the prince. Darren like, was just slaying it, man. He was getting every part. 
I couldn't sing for nothing. It was That's terrible. That's not true. But no, but was... in Cinderella, I remember in Cinderella too, I couldn't sing. And I remember I started to like, I was doing, <laughs> I was doing this rehearsal. I was doing this rehearsal. We were singing and I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with the music. And the guy was playing the music to keep up with me, but I was trying to keep up with him. So like, as it was speeding up, I was like 10 minutes ago and I started to speed up and he was speed. So we were like chasing each other and it was not where it was horrible. I had never like, done anything like happening? it. And he went up to me after and he was like, he was like, look, you don't have to keep up with me. Okay. <laughs> Just sing the song and I will keep up with you. And I this is like, also youth theater, summer oh yeah. stock youth theater at a community oh yeah. theater. And, and I was just, just like, like, listen here, you little shit. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm sorry. I've never uh, done this before. I, a year ago, I was in my basement, like in, in crazy movies with Jim Clegg. I didn't, I didn't know how to sing. It was well, crazy. So I, I, so I became you guys, uh, fans of you guys instantly because I was like, what, 15 years older than you guys. And uh, you were not anymore, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys got up. But I remember so you guys were doing something else in Stanford High, and then I came to go see oh, oh, oh what's what the slamming doors? Um, oh, noises noise off, noises off. Yes, and Jared, did, you get a, did you get the lead noises off too? I, yeah, know, did. I, I knew you, that answer, yes, he did. Off. Speaking part, <laughs> yeah, and right. I remember. You guys did that, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is hilarious!" And then I think the the next year, you guys did um, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of it with uh, one that Frank Sinatra did with uh, Sky, oh, Sky, guys and dolls, guys and dolls, guys and dolls, see? And you guys did that, and you guys had some bits on. I remember one of the funniest things I, I remember you guys being on stage. Like we would hear you guys laughing, like in the middle of a show. <laughs> Like the, the Stanford High was packed with people, and you hear Darren like doing eh, whatever, and Chris doing sounds, like, eh, whatever. Oh man! And then I remember walking around like during like one of the I think it was a, a intermission, and the teacher was screaming at you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something. Well, no. So like, what happened there? What, what do you guys remember? Because that was yes. a, a fun experience for me to watch, but. What was that experience like? We probably, I mean, obviously, nuts. we told, I'm sure we told this story. Did we tell the story on where it doesn't matter? I mean, what, I think there was so, maybe, big, but this was the whole thing of <laughs> we were gonna like, so there was an entrance where we were like up on this like second level and it was like a sewer and we were gonna go down this ladder. Oh, yeah. And we were backstage and we, I guess both of us did this, or maybe it was you, or maybe it was me that we were just sort of like, what if I go around and as you're, cause like, it was like this whole long dialogue thing as we were going down the ladder and we then are- someone would pop out either you or me on the side. And then it, I would go, how'd you get down here? He's like, I took the back way. Yeah, it was opening night and everyone, it was just like everyone was filled, filled with energy and it yeah. was like guys and dolls and and I'm nicely, nicely and Darren Sky Masterson right. and yeah, I just remember that we had to crawl down this ladder into this the sewer scene or right. something, and it was just was it looked dangerous. It wasn't really rehearsed. They were like, "That'll ah, be fine tonight. Don't worry, just <laughs> go down the ladder." And literally right before we went on, while the show is happening, we looked at each other and we're like, "Let's just like." Let's just make up lines and just say it. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise the, also, the, the ladder was hanging on probably a piece of wood that was half an inch thick. Yeah, so it was, it was just cardboard. hanging on that. And then like everything else in the middle was like 
just air. Yeah, Darren, I forget. I was, I was like, well, how'd you get here? I was like, I went around the back way or some whatever, like, mur, 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 and it got a huge laugh. And I yeah. remember the like the band, like the orchestra, you know, just a bunch of kids and like the Miss S, our you know, <laughs> she, they were, they started laughing. And I remember we got in such trouble afterwards. Everyone was like, what a great show, guys. Are we going to the diner now? Like everyone had that kind of like energy. <laughs> and then like, head diner. And then like Lamone comes and he's like, Darren, Chris upstairs now yes furious <laughs> and looking like at the time i was like it was dangerous we thought on our feet we got a big laugh what's the problem and then you know you look back now i'm like what what assholes we were that's because i remember waiting for you guys and then you guys come out you guys were like white in the face like oh we just got yelled at for yeah. something <laughs> uh, you guys I, I loved your watching you guys even hanging out with you and it's still to this day it carries over but you guys used to do bits because Jim Clegg used to film you guys a lot, but also you guys did your own stuff in, in, in high school where uh, Chris was interviewing someone and then Darren came and punched him in the face. Oh, yeah. So Darren and I <laughs> were in, so Darren and I were horrible, 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 <laughs> horrible, 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 horrible students. <laughs> the worst students. We skip class all the time. If, if I could just say real quick. If I ever catch either of my sons doing a quarter of the things yeah. that I did in high school, and I mainly mean like not showing up to school uh, or, or, or just being like, oh, yeah, and like having no report card to bring home or not walking in your freaking graduation, I, uh, yeah. I will drop kick them like before it even gets that far, before it even gets to the point where like it's like, oh, I didn't show up. Like if they don't show up one day, it's mm. over. I'm stringing them both up. Man, let me tell you, we, I fit, I, my GPA was like one point something. I don't want to say, cause I just, we just didn't, I just didn't do, I just didn't like to work. We just opted out. Work. We I just, opted I, out. I liked hanging out and social. I wasn't, we weren't bad kids. We were in no. theater and we were like, yeah. But, uh, so Darren and I would just show up at each other's classes and, and just be like, yeah, we're leaving now. Right. Okay. And then we would just go out and hang out. <laughs> And we were in <laughs> the true. only class we liked was TV productions. Yes. And we had this teacher who had like one finger, right? Or something. Then he had like a, he had like a claw. Yeah. On. There was something going on with his hand. Something was going on. <laughs> he was a very dry, angry guy. He was just not, uh, in, uh, he was always in a bad mood. Uh, he didn't have any fat on him though. He was like spelt. He was super yeah, spelt. He, he would have beat the crap out of anyone in the class. Easily. Absolutely. And he never smiled and it was fine. But the editing equipment we had back then, it was just like this 1980 something like turn knob, crappy, whatever, like VHS, whatever it was. Yeah. But uh, so Darren and I would just take the camera equipment and we would just kind of go around school and just do like man on the street, stupid interviews. And it was like, I think, I forget what period it was, but like, we interrupted every class in the entire school. We'd walk in people like I, I remember our friends knew about our, they're like, come in our class tomorrow. And we would just break into the class and start interviewing the teachers and the kids while the class is going on. And they're like, what are you, what are you assholes doing? <laughs> and we did a thing about school. It was like violence in the schools or violence, teen violence or fighting. And then I would end up kicking you in the face. <laughs> yeah. I would so I'd start interviewing people. I'm like, and with, we had like a Bob Barker prices, right? Microphone. It was like old equipment. And I'm like, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of violence going on in, in the schools these days, you know, a lot of like, like fights and a lot of this and the parents are worried. And we were just wondering what you're at. And then Darren would just sprint out of nowhere and just, kind of drop kick me into the locker and then I'd fall and he'd punch me and run off. And 
the camera would stay on the unsuspecting victim. They were like, what? What the? What just? I, half the time they were like, half the time they were like, uh, okay. Like, we got you. We got you, man. You got punked. That was a lot you of our an assault. A lot of fun. So, so clearly we were like, we're going to make yeah. it. We'll be famous. <laughs> the career we want. Darren and I, we auditioned together for like colleges. SUNY Purchase. And I, Darren had a shot. I did not. I was just like, I'm just going to go with Darren. And Darren, because <laughs> Darren was an actor and I was an asshole. <laughs> I was just like his friend. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that whole thing. I remember like, uh, it just goes to show how absolutely entitled I was where I was convinced I was going to get into SUNY Purchase. And I remember like um, SUNY Purchase, you know, in retrospect, it was a pretty like dire looking school. It was like all blocky and just sort of like it looked like a like a prison almost. Anyway, so um, I remember yeah, um, he, he's like, I would have loved to gone, though. <laughs> I would have loved to have gone, though. Uh, uh, but I remember I didn't get in. I, I got rejected and I was I was actually with Lamone and we were in his office and I called the school. Oh, and I no. talked to the person who oh, was who? in our audition. I can't believe I did this. I talked to the person who did my audition. Wait, did Lamone try to stop you or did he encourage no. it? <laughs> no, he was right there. Either he was horrified but, at my balls or he was like, <laughs> not right. but, by the way, Mike Lamone was what was the drama <laughs> teacher. Right? Mike Lamone was yeah. the drama teacher. He was also an English teacher there. And Lamone's he was awesome. Uh, he was an awesome guy. And he was very much uh, influential in both of our lives, I think. Yeah, right, uh, right. Uh, uh, but he was, then, he was Darren like, was his favorite for sure. Darren was the golden <laughs> boy. But no, he was very much like he was very much like he had both of our uh, uh, backs. Like he yeah. was really cool. So, but, so um, you call them. So I'm calling. I didn't know and, you called them. What the no idea, I, didn't I, didn't like them. I, I got on the phone with them. I got on the phone with the person who auditioned me. Jesus. And I demanded. Oh I demanded God. to know why they didn't let me in. <laughs> I said, I, I didn't. So actually, I didn't demand. I, but I was very much. I just want to know. You're adamant. You're like, adamant. why? Yeah. No, I mean, my head was so far up my own ass and way up in the clouds. I had no sense of like humility at all i mean i was just like i was a jerk i was a huge jerk so i i remember i i, I wanted to know why they how could you not let me in i was sky masterson <laughs> to the point where to the point where she read me the notes that oh, they no. gave me she what were they me. she this is what she said it was her notes she said i wrote like um i forget what they were exactly i remember one because it was so stupid and looking back on it uh, she was like, you know, did this right or did this could improve on this. And and then she like paused and she wrote, I also wrote um, very handsome. <laughs> OK, <I'm> like, OK. <laughs> and and it was just like, you know, but you're welcome to come back again and give it another try next year, blah, blah, blah. And, and it was just it just goes to show and it, it, it's a, a sort of running theme that I think has happened with me and, and me and my attempt at a career of of especially back then of being like late late teens early 20s of not being able to like i don't know take take a few hits and sort of figure out how to work your way through it so like i i just i i remember feeling crushed by it that they didn't let me in because in my mind that was like the path i sort of saw myself on and the fact that it didn't work out i couldn't like I couldn't get out of it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't just like bounce back and roll. Well, you were also like on a, on a streak of like every show you 
you touched, you were like you were in the, yeah. the main guy of everything. So I yeah, it see- did me no favors. It did me no. Oh. And, 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 and to, you know, in 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 to my, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. But it probably <laughs> didn't help that like no one in my uh, 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 my family, I guess I should say, maybe kind of went like, hey, um stop not showing up to school like <laughs> start going to school now you know or like Darren, stop being a jerk off you know D- like darren uh, just stopped going to school at one point and people would yeah. i just remember people would ask me go where's darren and i was like i don't know so then i would i'd leave school to find him so i was like <laughs> yeah i have an excuse to get out now and yeah, then we'll i find darren i'd go to darren's house and he's just eating cereal in the kitchen i'm like so you just people are asking where you're going he's like eh. and then we just play video game whatever the hell we did but Oh my God. Again, if I see my two kids doing anything <laughs> like this, I will throw them so far into the stratosphere. Uh, it just, I, I can't, I, it's just so idiotic, but. Um, hey man, we all have our past. I just remember driving Darren to get his diploma over the summer. Yeah. And Darren, I just remember Darren walked to the car and he kind of nodded with the diploma. Like, here it is. And I was like, I'm so happy. Three years of summer school. I went to summer school every year from sophomore year to to a uh, uh, senior year, I, I went to sophomore. I, I, I remember, I remember I was actually like my senior year, I was in, I was in class and we're supposed to go get our cap and gowns. And I'm sitting there going oh. like, I think maybe I pulled it off guys. Oh <laughs> no. I'm just sitting there going like, well, I think this guy's about to go get his cap and gown. Looks like I got out of here scot-free. Oh. And I remember it's the end of, it's the end of the class. They're about to go. They're going to go to go get their cap and gowns. My English teacher stops me. I forget her name now, which is no surprise. Um, because you met her once. Because <laughs> I met her. I had one conversation. Sorry, who are you again? Um, she said the same thing to you. you? <laughs> She's like, are you a student? Nice to um, meet you. You she took me outside and she was like, you know you're not going to get your cap and gown, right? And I was oh, just like, uh, yeah, no, I guess I know that. <laughs> She's like, I mean... <laughs> I mean, and, to, and, and she like to her credit, it's sort of like, what did I expect? Like, what yeah. did I think was going to happen? Well, I think when you're that young, I mean, you just kind of figure, ah, who really doesn't graduate? Right? Give me the cap and gown. Yeah, why not? And then yeah. like, oops. she's like, <laughs> just, she, just, she's like, if it helps, you were great at Sky Masterson. <laughs> if it helps, I wrote in my little book here, you're very <laughs> handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're very handsome. Oh. Yeah, it was just just a lot of stupid, uh, oh, just stupid stuff you do when you're when you're young, when you're, you know, you're but that also carried on. Um, with oh, yeah. The, yeah, I mean, so so I so we started a, a troop called Blank Labels. Oh, yeah. And I remember working at this place called Hewitt Associates. So I was like a gun hole about doing this sketch uh, sketch comedy. But I want to be the next kids and all. And so uh, Darren, Chris, Teddy, Bill. And my friend Brennan, uh, we all got together. There's more of us that I can't remember. Did like 10 people come over to your house that day and they just kind of whittled it down to like us five, I guess. No, that people came over for the show. Like I had okay. my our senior year, we did the uh it was called ugh, I hated this. It was called the Chris O'Neill comedy show because oh, we, yeah. earlier that year I was like I went to the principal, we, we were oh, good right. friends with yes, the principal's yes, son. Yes. So we got the inside, we got the we got the meeting, and we were like yeah. I, I asked if like we can do a comedy show at the end of the year. And he was like, well, what, what's it going to be about? And we were like, we have no idea. So that whole year was us kind of forming our first troupe, our right. sketch troupe. And uh, yeah, I just remember us just like trying to write, like 
I, I was so new to the whole sketch thing. Like, uh, Paul got me onto kids in the hall and immediately I was like, Oh, I've seen these guys. And then I really like got like wrapped into them. I was like, Oh, this is great. So we kind of, we saw them live and we, I remember we bit a few of their things, like the opening songs that they had before the show. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're the, sha- bit, the, yeah silhouettes. the shadow silhouettes. Yeah. Yes. So we did all um, that crap. But you yeah, were like I, influenced. You like influenced. Yeah, totally. Oh, totally. Obsessed and we're still big. But yeah. Remember Lev, Lev Kalman was, was yeah. part of that show oh, too. Yeah. We, we, you know, Josh Shetty, Megan said it. Like we had a bunch of people in that show that just randomly came on and helped us out. But we had like what, 15 bits or whatever. But I remember rehearsing. So I lived on Summer Street. I had my own apartment at that time. Uh, 800 Summer Street. And I, you guys would all come over. Stamford, Connecticut. And we were Stamford, Connecticut. Party and now. so I remember uh, I would um, I would have you guys over. Yeah. And like, we're going to write. We're going to rehearse. But then it just became a freaking party. And by the end of the night, people were throwing stuff like pizzas and tennis balls off my balcony. And it was like a recurring thing. Like every time you come over, like, we're going to write, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And then this is where our age played have, into it. Yeah. I think Paul was like 23, 22. Yeah, I was 22. Yeah, I made you guys. We 22, were 18, yeah. 17, whatever. And yeah, we, we were, were like, we got caught up on the, we're like, we're someone's. Our friend owns his own place. And then we would just I was trying to it was adult. mesmerizing. It was mesmerizing yeah. to be able to like walk into someone's place. We're like, this is the greatest place ever. We're gonna drink beer just whenever <laughs> we want. And then and Paul was like super serious about like, guys, we have to have a writing meeting. We got to get this stuff together. <laughs> and we were like, we all went there with that intention, like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And then once we got there, we all started screwing around, just like being stupid. And then the booze started flowing. And then before we know it, like we're inviting half of the high school over. And Paul's like, guys, guys, like, what's going on? I remember when I got so mad at you guys one time, we were doing stuff and you guys kept like, <laughs> like you, we had, we bought a bunch of costumes. Oh, all right. So we, we bought a bunch of costumes for the oh show. God, I remember this. We went to party city and we bought a bunch of wigs. We, we like, bought like $700 worth of stuff, right? $600, $500 worth of stuff. $558 worth of stuff. I remember seeing the thing exactly. And yes. I look over at you guys and you guys look over at me like, uh, what do we do? I'm like, I'll just put it on my credit card. Because I felt bad bringing it all back. I'm like, oh, no, never mind. We don't need half. We, which we didn't need that stuff. We didn't need probably any of it. could have and done that. We yeah, probably, probably could have just said, and you guy, will not take this yeah, stuff. You will not take this stuff. I will not spend $558 it would have been. It would have been super easy for me <laughs> to take the pile of pirate gold back to the uh, you know pirate gold <laughs> area but i was like i mean it's here we might as well buy it <laughs> and I'm, I'm shamelessly giving this guy my credit card and the guy's looking at me like uh, i sure well, i don't know why you need all this stuff so anyway we had all this stuff in our in, our, in my apartment we kept it in the boxes so we break out all the boxes and we got to find some sketch to do them we're gonna write a sketch about freaking pirate coins whatever like i spent 500 bucks on this so uh so I just remember one day you guys are just fucking around so much. And I got pissed. I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to go do laundry. And so I would go do back and forth to do laundry. And every time I came in my apartment, you guys would freeze from whatever you're doing. Paul, yeah, Paul was doing laundry. He's like, he goes, you guys are being fucking like so mature. Uh, and we got like boxes of like wigs. I know. And stupid crap that we're just like, like rubber chicken. So we're drinking. We're like 18, 17 years old. Just like. This, we're living life and Paul's trying to be serious and I'm like you've lost with our ADD mixed with all that crap so Paul would just storm out of the I'm gonna go do laundry like an adult like I'm like I've never done laundry in my life and then he'd come back up and like the second Paul came back in the apartment it was like dad's home and everyone got us just stopped and 
Paul came in. You just heard like, he was so pissed. Like it just, everyone got, it got really cold and everyone would just stop what they're doing. Cause we kind of felt bad, but we also felt like he was going to yell again. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're dressed as like women yeah. were dressed as like, I don't know, whatever it was. Yeah. All the, we had like, we bought like 20 something wigs that day. Or whenever you still have any of those in. wigs at all. I'm sure we do. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Pirate has, gold. Yeah. I, I had, I, I think Paul you just I, let the pirate go gold go. Yeah, I think we just threw the pirate gold out like last year. When we yeah, were filming. yeah, we were, <laughs> yes, we were going through some. I stuff. think we did. We said those do, boxes, do those boxes came everywhere with us, right? Yeah, everywhere, yeah. Yeah. including my house. Now that's just like yeah, my garage has a bunch of crap in it. Like, but anyway, we pulled it together, and we ended up uh, on May twentieth, uh, two thousand. Right, we yeah, had our very so. first show. Was that at the Rich Forum? It was no, no. This is at Stanford High. Oh, that, that was that, the Sanford yeah. High show. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We pulled yeah. it together. And uh, I remember Chris had this one sketch. He was like, trust me, guys. I'm like, when are you going to write it? He's like, I'm going to write it. Just, it's going to wait. And he pulled it out like last second. And <laughs> it was good. And well, we thought it was good at the time. It's, you know, <laughs> it was, uh, I can't remember what it was, but I just remember it was like one of our closers. We have to find that the documentary and just edit out all the really horrible stuff that people go. You guys can't put that on air now. You guys are like 16 <laughs> like, year old old and making like dick and fart jokes and just oh we just a lot of stupid crap that you do as kids. You know, there was like, also like there was also like I remember that documentary because there was also just like uh, there's also just like fun. But there's also like conversations of, of trying to like write and we had no idea what we were doing. And that was like that was a good time. That was we, a good time. Darren and Paul did a sketch. I, I, I have it somewhere. I have the show from high school. I'll find it. It's basically it's it's called Chester, and I don't oh, know who wrote it. Darren my and Paul, gosh. and this is the yeah. best sketch of the whole show we did. Where Ch- Darren was this really horrible, evil scientist guy who had this. It was all, and then Chris Kattan, like they did a thing where it was like he was Mr. Peepers, or yeah, like later on I saw that. I'm like, well, I gotta stop doing Chester now because it's on SNL. It was a thing I'm doing Mr. Peepers. Yeah. So what was it, Paul? You played this kind of weird. I, I was, ant- I was half, half monkey person, weren't half you, or? monkey, half something. I was like three halves. We like, it was, it was like you're three halves or something. And I was just That's like, not possible. Oh, I was just like, yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> horrible to you. I would, I would be like, hey, everybody, so here's Chester, and this way, and I'm being all like official and trying to like, and, and Paul's adorable. Paul's adorable as this character. That was right. the whole thing that the whole crowd was like, oh, because Paul just had his like hair up in a little bun, and he just was like running around and playing with like we had a band that was there, like our, our friends were. It's like this Blink One Eighty Two basically cover band we were playing and. Paul would like jump and play on the instruments and stuff as Chester and Darren's like, come on, Chester, let's go over here. And, and I would uh, just be, I would yeah. just be horribly mean. And, and then it was like Teddy and somebody else just sitting there, like watching it all cap. And they had like lab coats on. Yeah. yeah Darren, Cause yeah, it was an experiment that you were doing. Well, you were presenting yeah. your, yeah. your, your findings of this thing. Oh yeah, this yeah. Creature. Yeah. And then, but Darren the whole time would beat the shit out of Chester with, with, it, like with a, a pool noodle, a pool noodle. Yes. <laughs> but like this pool noodle noodle, the, the, the acoustics in this auditorium, every time and Darren whacked the shit out of Paul, <laughs> every time Darren hit Paul, the whole, it was what boom. And the whole crowd went, Oh, and I remember my parents were recording it. And my, I just hear my parents crying because as that's happening and Darren's getting more and more violent, hitting Paul in the face and the ass and the head, Paul had, stuffed all these socks in his crotch and Paul's wearing these like long John pants. And as the sketch is going on and Paul's doing somersaults and running around and rolling around, 
Paul's package, his make-believe package started falling down his leg. So as this, and, and it's just like, it went to your kneecap and it was like this anaconda <laughs> moving thing. through my pants. Yes. And then Removable Darren, anaconda. Darren pointed to it with the uh, pool news. Like what, what the hell is this? And he started like <laughs> playing with it. And it was just, it was so stupid. It Immature, was just, it was stupid. It was wild. I got, but... well, I'll find that we can, if, if Darren's cool. We'll all review it first. Let's just make sure it's like <laughs> there's nothing yeah. horribly incriminating on there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. But, sure uh, good. Oh, but yeah, God. I guess that was the start of kind of us all bonding and just being silly. And, and... well, that's where so like you guys met there and yeah. then that all kind of broke off. And I think everyone kind of went their separate ways. And wasn't it like it was around 2001 or 2002 that you guys went off and started doing your own thing? Yeah, but right after that high school show, we were like, we got to come. We got to do that. Our, our follow up show. And then we did a show at the where was we yeah, Oh, then that was the rich form. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that was the uh, where Jerry Springer films his shows and all. that. Oh, my God. That's and where Maury and Maury Povich. Yeah, that's Maury right. Povich. Uh, Hold so on. Can where... I deviate real quick? Because I really have to tell. Yes. Go ahead. Quick story. This is complete. Since we were talking about Maury Povich, we we're talking about Jerry Springer. We we're talking about filming in Stanford places. You know, you wouldn't think these things film there. Mm. Anyone who lives in Stanford, Connecticut knows that what is in Stanford, Connecticut is the WWE building. That's mm -hmm. right. The headquarters, the headquarters right. for the WWE. And at the time in the 80s, it was WWF. And and this just made me think of this of like, you wouldn't think Stanford, Connecticut would have this. And it does. And I remember No Holds Barred came out where it was Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Zeus. You remember that guy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I vividly remember at the State Theater, they had the premiere and everybody was there. Macho Man was there and, and Elizabeth was there and Scary Sherry was there. It was all these people that were there. And I remember standing there uh, online. Everybody was lined up. This is at the peak. This is the peak of WWF stuff. My father was a police officer in Stanford, Connecticut for almost 30 years. And I remember standing on this like large barricade and these cops see me, my mom and my brother. And, and they're like, them, they could come in. And we're just <laughs> like, we're just like, what? And he says, go ahead. They could come in. And we start going in and some kid, you know, some stupid snotty 80s type of kid. He's like, I'll come they get to go in. And I just look at I, I remember I looked at him. I looked at him and I was just kind of like, hey, what are you going to do? And I just kind of put my arms like, hey, what are you going to do? I go in, we get into the theater. We're in the state theater in the, in the, in the, uh, 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 as if like, that's like the Zigfeld, Zigfeld. Theater like <laughs> so we're in the lobby area. We go in, I'm wearing a Hulkamania shirt. We're walking through and out of nowhere, mean Gene Okerlund grabs me and does an interview with me on the spot. That's crazy. right there. And so there's some footage out there somewhere of me talking to mean Gene. We got to find said, that. And he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, what's that shirt there? So I know, blah, blah, blah. And like, we just sort of went back and forth about Hulkamania. Were you and on then, camera or was he just oh, like, oh, it was just on I'm over camera. here. Okay. No, he was like, hey, you come here. Hey, let's have a drink, kid. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> come to this back room. <laughs> he took me to this exit. Come to the stairwell, kid. I want to talk to you about wrestling. See? As Darren's uh, telling the story, he's like laughing and thinking, it's like, this is great. And he's like, it all like hits me. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're on camera. Not that maybe that doesn't sound better, but uh, we're on camera. And um, and then, like, yeah, then we went in and we got to watch the like premiere of No Holds Barred. And I, re I just remember thinking, like, 
this is absolutely insane that this exists in Stanford and, and Maury Povich and Jerry Springer sort of made me think of that. And I, and also too, around that same time period, not, you know, when no holds barred came out, but around the time period when we were doing blank labels, we all did a WWF thing or a WWE. You That's guys right. did. Well, you weren't there. Oh, you were I there? wasn't, but I just showed my wife that video like two weeks ago. Darren, oh my yeah, God. Paul That's and Darren right. were a part of a WWE. It's I. It's so weird saying WWE now because I grew up with WWE. Same thing. I know that's all I've ever said. So it's WWE. like, so you guys, you filmed like a, like it was some kind of scene where you it, guys, was it, was it was a funeral. It was a funeral. So Big Boss Man and Big Show had a feud, and the story was, <laughs> Big the uh, the Big Show's father died, and they were so so, it was so ridiculous. And so that we had we're having this funeral, and then big uh, then the, the big boss band comes over, distracts the big show, hooks uh, hooks the um, the coffin, a, a he coffin hooks up the coffin to his car, his car, and he <laughs> drives off, and you see big show jumping on it, and the car, <laughs> he and we're laughing. Away. He drags the coffin away, chains it to the car, <laughs> and drags the coffin out of the funeral. And the big show, who's like eight feet tall, jumps on it. Yeah. And all everyone at the funeral, all the actors are like, oh my God, what's happening? And it's like, that's wrestling, baby. We, well, what, that's everyone it. was supposed to freak out and everything and cry. And then you and I, and like, I think whoever else, we were starting laughing. Oh, and we you all were laughing. See us, you see our shoulders like going up because we were trying not to laugh. <laughs> I think even could. big show, like in between, it was just. Yeah, it was sort of an inside baseball type situation, but uh, that was oh, our first. So t- that was our first TV experience. <laughs> it was our first time on TV. We will po- we will post that when we post this episode. Uh, I will see what we I can do about that. getting that Chester sketch, but I will definitely post the uh, WWE that WWE uh, yeah. clip of the of the casket getting dragged away. Oh yeah. my god! But Darren went to New York City and actually, like, while Paul and I were still in Stanford, kind of like figuring things out, Darren was like. I'm going. I'm to gonna Queens, make it. Baby. See, and Darren went off, and he's. You were 19. Going Darren's into 19. City. Moved to Queens. Stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> Darren had his own place, and well, then... you. But you had a choice: either go to Florida or go to New York, right? Yeah, it was either my my parents were leaving. They were moving out of the house that we all lived in, and they were moving to Jacksonville, Florida, the 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 mecca. They were moving to mecca, <laughs> and I um. So it was either like, oh, well, you know, what am I going to do? And I didn't get into Sydney Purchase. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to New York. And uh, yeah, no, I moved to New York. I moved to Queens. And uh, yeah, it was like weird. I had no idea what I was doing. It was so stupid. I had no business doing that. So, so young. I but- remember like, I just like walk around the city. And I was just like, you know, I was like, like looking back on it, you know, my son is going to be eight. So he's like, 11 years yeah. from like possibly I couldn't imagine that is crazy it's weird to think about that because at the time it just seemed like really cool for us at least I'm sure it was scary for you but for us we're like wow is th- I yeah. guess this is the step you take you leave high school and just move to the city by yourself and become an actor and it yeah. was like and we really kind of crazy. we kind of followed your lead because we're like because Chris, Chris, when we went, we went to go see a, a show of a friend of ours that was in New York, New York City. And you 
you're already there. And Chris is like, we got to perform in New York City. I'm like, we should move to New York City. And Chris is like, yeah, we're going to move. Like, tomorrow? I'm like, no, we need time. Yeah. I just thought, <laughs> I was like, that's just what you do. You find a place, and then you, there you are, and then you need to pay rent, and that's it. And yeah. I'm an idiot. But I, I, re- well, I, I just well, I remember where I lived is where they shot the very first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And I remember being in the theater Oh, really? Where the next block over where they shot the movie and everybody started like, this is how far back this is. Were you there when they were filming? I was there when they were filmed. They were like at the tail end of it. That whole thing where he's like going like this and jumping from building to building, that was where I lived. So when the movie came out, we all were in the theater and everybody started to clap in the beginning scene oh, because they knew that that was like, that was where we yeah. were. <laughs> we were like in Queens. It was just yeah. so trippy. So did you, did you freak out when you, when you did it, when you went to the city, was it a freak out? Was it like, you know, screw it was it, definitely here. like, it was a shock. It was like a culture shock. Is that the right terminology? It yeah. was just, it was definitely just sort of like, I remember like looking back on it now at the time, I remember like, I remember the moment my parents left and I was just in the apartment by myself. And I remember just sort of feeling like, well, what do I do now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, where the hell do I go now? And, <laughs> and I remember having a hard time sort of like adjusting and staying out of like, you know, like I, I kept going back to Stanford and like meeting you guys and hanging out with people because like I was alone. I was really like kind of like lonely and whatnot. Like I didn't know where to go or what to do. And I eventually made my way to like, I remember there was this theater company called 13th Street Rep. Yep, yep, yep. And I went there and it was like the oldest like theater comp off off Broadway theater company. They did this show called Line. And um, mm-hmm. it was this hole in the wall theater. But that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted to like, yeah, I wanted to be like in the theater scene. And I was so, oh my God, like, you know, I just desperately wanted to be like one of those types of actors. Yeah. So I made my way to 13th Street Rep and I just sort of like, integrated myself into the place and and i remember um you had to earn your way up to doing this show called line and line you know supposedly is the longest off off broadway show and i i don't know if that's true anymore at all but um you had to like there were like these two casts and you had to be like the understudy for the person who was in the cast and you had to do the rehearsals every week and and the rehearsals the way they would do it is everybody did the same blocking, the same inflection on the lines, every cast that per- person that would come in and uh. they've been doing it the same way for 30 years. Jeez. Like nobody could deviate for like how the lines were said. Like they would give you line readings. They would say, oh no, you got to say it like this. You uh. got to say it like this, like all the inflections and whatnot. And I finally earned my way like into the cast to actually like perform. And I remember just like when we did it, we all just sort of like did whatever we wanted to do. And it was fun. You know, it was fun. There were rats under the floorboards. I remember there were rats under Mm -hmm. the floorboards of the seats. So like you'd be doing the show and you would hear (laughs) like all over the, you'd, you'd hear it like banging all over under the seats and people would get up and run out of the theater. And there was one point where I was doing a kid's show at 13th street rep and a bunch of rats were under the floorboards and there were three people in the audience and those three people those three people left and then that was it there was nobody there (laughs) oh my gosh just like the curtain just slowly goes down (laughs) yeah we just stopped doing the show the janitor in the back (laughs) 
Good. But yeah. Good job. I just remember it feeling um I just remember it feeling really like kind of like uh weird and overwhelming, I guess. Yeah, I just had no idea what I was yeah, doing. Did it did it spark any fire at one point you're like, you know, I'm here, I gotta do this. And then there's like any kind of fire, you're like, I just gotta no. go for it. No, the opposite really? happened. Really? <laughs> the the uh, opposite happened. The yeah, opposite, I think, I think, I think what happened was instead, I think it was sort of like a react like reality was a big old boot into my face. And I think it really kind of like made me like go like, ugh, like it was sort of like, you know, yeah, I, I sort of had to like work my way through it, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I'm coming off really depressing, but uh, uh no, but I think that's the thing though, because it's like when you go when you move to the city, you're like, I'm gonna be an actor, I'm gonna do this. And we then did you the same thing. there, yeah. It, you don't think about the weight of the situation because once you're there, you're like, Oh, this is really this is really this is a big place. This you know what I mean? This is like it, it, it was it's, hu- it's humbling. You get you you feel how small you are when you get out there. Well, just like you know, like you're saying, like like to sort of go back to that whole SUNY purchase thing and calling that person and that that whole entitlement thing. I would say from the time period that I moved out to New York until about 2007, when I met Amanda, when I met my wife, I would say from that time period, it was all a long sort of humbling. It was all just a long kind of like getting out of that mindset of feeling like the world kind of owes me something or that like, where's the person that I need to call to say like, Hey, how come you're not giving me the part? Like, like getting out of that, uh, like you're saying the whole, like the humbling thing, it took years. And I think meeting Amanda and us, like, you know, having a relationship really centered me in a way that I didn't have when I was 19 20 21 20 and like who is at that age i don't think anybody is at that age i just mm. i can picture like it's like your second night in queens and you just call up suny again you leave a message like <laughs> so how handsome how, how, handsome, how handsome did you think i was tell me you're handsome but yeah it was that, weird though, darren's had a crazier career than all of our friends because you've been in motion pictures you've yeah. worked with martin scorsese no. Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone, I'll have you know. <laughs> That's insane. Darren was in Wall Street 2. Yeah. With Shia LaBeouf. He played one of his best friends in it. What yeah, else? it was it was that and it took that happened. I remember I booked that job in 2009. So it took nine years just to like finally book a job. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus, man, that's like oh, that's great. No, that was huge. I remember that was huge. I remember it was like because I was doing like I was still doing theater and stuff like that. Um and I remember I did this thing with a, a company called the New York Theater Experiment where this woman named Roy Bergman was the director of this little like one act we did. And she was also, she also is a casting director. And she called me up one day to come in and read for, you know, to be like a reader in auditions. And that was like huge because you got to sit there and like watch like real actors right. like uh, yeah. audition. So I remember I, I went in and, and they were like, can you go in and be a reader for uh, uh, Wall Street too for, for the auditions for that? And I was like, yeah, sure. And it was weird. I went to this office building and normally- Me, me and Gene Oakland was there. He's like, <laughs> come over here, come to the stairs. <laughs> Let me tell you something, dude. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was this office building. I remember like normally when you do those reading things, you're just sitting there and an actor comes in and you're just like reading the lines for them. But this was weird. It was like, it was like this huge room that I went in and Oliver Stone was there with a few other people. And he just had everyone sit down and they were just reading scenes and lines. 
and it wasn't quite sure like who was auditioning, who wasn't auditioning. Like sometimes you were, sometimes you weren't. Sometimes was you anyone were else the in the room, like actor wise, was there? Yeah, anyone, I mean, like, like was Shia LaBeouf? There? I think Shia LaBeouf was there at one point, um, and 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 I think somebody else too. But like, I didn't really know uh, besides Shia LaBeouf. I didn't like know anybody. And we were just kind of all like going back and forth and reading lines and messing around it. I didn't really think anything of it. And then he's like, it was me and this, this guy named Greg Heldrich, who I think it played, um, he played Olaf in like recently played Olaf in frozen. Uh-huh. And so me, he's like, you two go and audition. And we're like, uh, okay. I thought that was like the audition. So we went around the corner, we went to the office and we just like read some of the lines. And then that was it. I didn't like think anything of it. Two weeks later, go two weeks later, I get a call and they're like, you're the, he wants you to be in the movie. Like you got a part. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> like, did you have, I, did you have an even, agent or anything? No, nothing. I had nothing. I, I nothing was going on at that point. Like, and, uh, and I remember, yeah, I got the part and I remember I freaked out and, um, that kid's and, there. He's like, Hey, why did he get that part? Yeah. And then like, yeah, then we filmed that for like, and it was like, yeah, two months of filming that. And, and, uh, I remember, you know, for the short period of time that I did it, it, it like, you know, paid decently. And it was, it was like, it was really cool. It was like finally able to be like an actual actor, uh, like to feel like you can actually like pay your bills by doing a job. And um, yeah, yeah, it was strange. And then it was, and then, and then, then it was just sort of like the thing that happens. This, this is where it all went downhill after that. <laughs> after that. I did get an agent. I get this agent and, and you think like, you know, things are going to start taking off. See, that's the thing. It's like, you always think it's going to be this like uphill trajectory of this like linear Mm -hmm. path. Sure. And usually what it is, is it's like you walk forward and then there's a wall and then you hit the wall. And then when you fall down, you're sort of like, Oh, I only went up like two rungs on the ladder. That's like several metaphors at once. Um, (laughs) And I remember, I remember like, the agent that I had, he just like left the agency and didn't tell anybody. Really? <laughs> like told nobody. And the people who were remain there, and I was like his client, they like called me and said, uh, your headshots are still here. Um, and I couldn't get in touch with this guy to like save my life, the guy who had left. They were like, Your headshots are still here. We're gonna throw them out unless you want them. <laughs> oh, oh my so I remember God. from Jersey City, I got on a train made the slow crawl back over to the uh, agency's place. And at the time, like I thought things were going like fairly well. Um, and I went in and they gave me my headshots and they barely like looked at me and I just walked out, which was opposed to like the beginning in the beginning when I came in, Oh my God, you want room temperature water? Or you want yeah, cold yeah, water? Yeah. Uh, it was the complete opposite of like Jesus. what had happened before. Did they say you're done here or was it just like, it wasn't even that just- it was just sort of like you were, ju- I was just, done nobody wanted anything to do with me and in that same time period uh i also got the call that i was cut out of the movie and then i also got the call that like basically i wasn't invited to the premiere and stuff like that and it was just like this it's sort of this thing that's sort of like some of your parts were cut out of the movie because you were in the movie i was in the movie for what was once like a few lines and actual like 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 
character. I was cut down to a single word. I was in it for a second where I went like, Hey, or something like that. I said like one thing. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, yeah, no, no, and then and then that was it. And then it was just, and that's the thing, it's that whole like ebbs and flows that like up and down. And um yeah, it just you know, it was like ugh, you know, another humbling. But then you did Daredevil, you had a part yeah. in Daredevil. Yeah, then there was like then there was a few bit things of like there was I did an episode of Bull, I did an episode of Daredevil, I read a lot of different like parts. There were a lot of different things that I did that were like table reads and th- and it was all like Roy Bergman, the casting director, who would just like call me in to come and do these really like cool, interesting things. And and then, yeah, like like I got Daredevil, which was like huge and that was cool. And it was like one little scene and that was like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing. It's like these things would like come and they would go and 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 you were. And it was always like this feeling of like trying to sort of like spin the plates and trying to keep things going. And you always think that the one thing you book is going to lead to the next thing. Yeah. And that just wouldn't like nothing would stick. It would always it would always sort of like half start, you know, it'd be like a half step. And then like it would just kind of like peter out. And and yeah, and it was like it was really. It was like, I remember, I remember this all came to a head on Skull Island, Kong Skull Island. You know that movie that it sort of came out recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that King Kong movie? Uh-huh. Right, right. I was called to go in and be a reader for a really big actor, a huge actor. And I was going to read opposite this actor uh, for a bunch of reshoot scenes. So... I go in, we're at Silver Cup Studios and just stuff like that. You walk onto a film set and you just feel like, like you're just like, oh my yeah. God, this is all I want to do. This is all I want to be at. Mm. And I remember this really big actor, very well-known actor. I'm, I'm sitting there. Can you say the name? Should I say the name? Does it matter? I guess no, I could no say No one's listening name. to this. It's John Goodman. <laughs> it's John okay. Goodman. We, were on a, we were on a flight with John Goodman. Going nowhere. Were you really? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure if you went up to him and farted in his face, he would give you a warmer reception than what he gave me. Oh, <laughs> no. Basically, oh, no. I remember I come in and I'm reading three roles. Wait, he, hold no, on. No, two if you were to tell me King Kong and John Goodman, I, they, those two people, because King Kong is a real person, they don't seem like they would, he would be in a King Kong movie. Yeah, it was this movie where he was like a scientist. Uh, yeah. uh, it came out recently. Samuel Jackson's in it and Tom Hiddleston's in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, the guy who plays uh, Loki. And I come in and the parts that I'm reading opposite John Goodman to do these pickup scenes, to do these. He has like a blue screen behind him. And well, you, don't call him, you don't call him John? You guys aren't on a Yeah, I just call him, hey, hey, Johnny, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for having me. I'm reading... <laughs> <laughs> as Sam Jackson. I'm supposed to be Samuel Jackson to mm-hmm. him. So already he's just sort of like, who is this? Like, why is, <laughs> why, why is this person here? And rightfully so, I'm sort of sitting there going like, I don't know why I'm here doing right. this right now. <laughs> so I'm trying to sit there and like, you know, just read the lines for him. And he won't look at me. He won't make eye contact with me uh, whatsoever. Uh, was that an actor's choice? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> so wait, why are you? So what are you reading? What? So what are you? Is it rehearsing? No, they're shooting. Basically, what they're doing is like they had already shot the whole movie in Vietnam, and now they are shooting 
little inserts because Marvel was really big and all that other stuff. And they're trying to insert a shared universe into Godzilla. Oh, so this is like filming the movie. You're like- They're okay. filming the movie. Oh, and wow. basically they're inserting all this stuff that they're going to put in other movies, mm -hmm. which is like, I guess, something called Monarch and stuff like that. So they're trying to like forcibly make a shared universe happen. So he's doing these scenes where he's integrating like all this like dialogue and exposition about- how it somehow aligns with giant monsters and stuff like that and uh -huh. Godzilla. So I'm sitting there and I'm supposed to like, just read this other, this like back and forth dialogue with him just mm -hmm. to sort of set him up. And every time I'm doing it, like, he's just not looking at me. He's not paying attention to me. And the whole thing just felt like it felt really like uh it was the only time I've ever been on a film set where I've just been like, I don't want to like after a while, I didn't want to like even be there. It was just so weird. Yeah. And I get it. I'm sort of like, why am I here? What am I doing? And like, there was this one scene where I'm at a fireplace and he's supposed to like, you know, do this whole thing. Are and you again, on camera? Like I'm I mean, not like... on camera, off camera. Like it's in the movie where there's scenes where he's talking and, and like, you could sort of see he's on green screen. So they're just mm -hmm. tight on him and you're, but you're, are and you I'm like, behind, I'm behind the camera gotcha, doing the gotcha, lines gotcha, to right. him. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then at one point I'm doing a scene where I'm Tom Hiddleston. I'm supposed to be Tom Hiddleston. And again, why am I here? I'm all pudgy. I look like dying Andre the giant. And he is like, and I'm supposed to be like Tom Hiddleston. And it was just weird. And at one point, He's like, he didn't feel well. He was like all sick and stuff like that. And I remember the director went up to him and tried to like give him notes. And John Goodman just goes like, he's just, he's just starts doing this. He starts going like, oh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And it was just <laughs> like, everyone's just sort of sitting there like, mm, this oh, is no. not weird. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, okay, 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 okay. And you could tell the director was just all like dejected and just like walked away. And the whole energy of the room, it felt like, you know, it felt like, I'm you go up to the director like i know what i know what that feels like i i auditioned for suny purchase you know, <laughs> I thought, so you know they found me very handsome well yeah what, what you should do is later on call john goodman and ask him why, why? demand answers from him <laughs> ask him why he said that um and then like but what's funny though is like so like all that happened and and we filmed it we finally finished it was like the middle of the night i had to go to work the next day it was like you know it was like one of those things but I actually get residuals from it for whatever reason, because I had oh, an nice. actual contracted like role. Oh, wow. So it was weird. It was like, all right, it was like a, you know, a BS thing that kind of like sucked, but like to just get like a little tiny check is like, yeah, that's, that's nice. But I remember it's right after that. It was right after that, that things started to just kind of like, man, things started to just not pick up anymore. And I had this manager at one point and that's how the daredevil thing happened. And I thought like, Oh man, this is going to lead to this. And yeah. he drops me and me and uh, uh, my friend, Jake and his wife, Lindsay, we decide we're going to go and make a movie. And we made a movie uh, yeah. that I directed and I'd never directed before. And I made this movie called wake. And that was the greatest thing I had ever, like one of the greatest things I had ever been a part of. And I loved, I remember just feeling so like electrified by it. Uh, 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 of just like writing, well, not writing something, but producing something, taking something from a script, putting it up on screen. And it was just joyful. It was joyful. Yeah. And we filmed it. 
put in a few festivals, got to see it on like a big screen and stuff like that. And then it was after that, it was after making that movie that it was like, you know what? I need to go on a bit of a hiatus uh, because by then my kids were, you know, Harry was six months old and Wes was two going on three. Yeah. And yeah. And then it was after that. I mean, it had been years and years and years of just like trying to get there. Uh, and it just wasn't happening. And, and now that's kind of where I'm at now where I've been on a hiatus for a little while where it's just been like, I've just been sort of like trying to figure out, like I want to start doing stuff again, but I've been, I've been very much like concentrating on the family and concentrating on Amanda and the kids and stuff like that for, for like a few years now, it's been yeah. just like, that's been the focus. I think that's the, that's the, I think that's the tricky thing. Cause like I do that to myself. I think everyone does that. Everyone, you know, like you beat yourself up and you're like, oh, I guess I didn't make it. I guess it did. You weren't in an Oliver Stone movie. You were dire- directed by Oliver Stone. You read with John Goodman. You were in <laughs> daredevil. You were yeah. in what's the, whatever the, you, King you were Kong, in all these yeah. things. It's like, everything's all relative. Cause it's like, I think, I, I think we all feel like that one thing where it's like, unless I'm on the red carpet and like making millions of dollars, like I didn't right. make it. It's like, right. uh, you know, it, and I think it's one of those things where I'm trying to do that more and more going like, you know, cause I, you get a little older and you're just like, God, is this it? Like you just feel like you're on a conveyor belt and you're just like, it's not right. slowing down. And you're like, uh, and then you get flustered. You're like, well, I'm too old for that now. And I can't, and, uh, and you beat yourself up and you're like, I'm a failure. Yeah. And I think it's like, you know, I'm trying to let go. No, I did do a couple of really cool things. I, yeah. I am proud of myself, but it's hard because it's like, I think it's cause you still have that hunger in you. And I think it's like, you still want to, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the thing too, is like, you still like you, 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 you feel like you still feel like something for it and you still love doing it. And, and, and I think that's the thing that happens is like, eventually somebody said this recently where it, you don't necessarily quit the job. You just stop booking. You just stop making money at it you stop like you actually just get getting your, rules you just get your hand, headshots handed back to you and then the door just shuts slowly <laughs> right like eventually what happens is that things just stop you know like happening but if there's anything that i really sort of have gathered recently from 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 everything is the times where i've been the most happy and excited and really love doing this have been times where either all of us like you guys and me right or myself have made something yeah, because what I think this whole thing, what tends to happen is that you're trying to seek out validation from outside sources, whether it's yeah. casting directors or agents or managers or things like that. Sure. And you're just trying to get something from them. And it turns you into a kind of like desperate. You yeah. Know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know, shill, I guess, or something like that. Or just like you're just sort of out with your hand, like, please give me something. Yeah, you're always grasping for something and nothing's there. Um, but what what it keeps us, I think, would keep us going because we do have this drive. And for Chris and I, it's always been fun for us. Um, yeah. And we, we always talk because we're always talking to you and Chris. And we always talk with our friends. You know, there's still kind of excitement there. Like if you directing, I'm sure you you would love to direct again. Yeah. So that's always going to be in the cards. And, and anyone who's always gets, you know, gets knocked around, especially I just love when, you know, someone, a you 20 know, year old person comes in and thinks that we've been there. Like, no, no, don't. It's like you have to love, love, love this craft to keep on going. Yeah. T- and it totally. does make us feel good. And it's going to be far and few between. But when we do it, it's amazing. Yes. Look at we we've we've all done some pretty cool stuff and I'm sure we're going to do some more cool stuff because we love it and I think we're talented enough. So but yeah, it's 
I just find it fascinating how this career is, is, is crazy. It's not, if you think you're going to get famous right away, it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. We got to you know get on I mean? TikTok, guys. We yeah, gotta yeah, yeah, that's like what, the old yeah. guys. That's what we need. Get that goddamn TikTok, TikTok game going. That girl that lit that who was her that Charlie to some of the whatever the hell like her and yeah. her sister or family. They're like super mega famous, rich, whatever through TikTok. <laughs> they're from the town over. They're in Nor- from Norwalk. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think Paul and I and Darren, if you'd like to join in, we got to do doing a some choreography. Dude, I'm all about TikTok. TikTok, yeah. great. Chris, I said to Chris a TikTok last night and I couldn't stop laughing about it. It's oh, from this show called Doom Patrol. <laughs> oh, which one was this one? <clears throat> I should get my phone. I'm going to try to find it. Hold on. Give me one second. TikTok works great for my ADD because there's quick Dude, videos. It's, just, it's like Vine. Yeah. I, I scroll so through much. a bajillion things. The thing, here's what I don't like about TikTok. Mm-hmm. It, when we're talking about people really trying hard to like get validation. Right. right. But I get the whole idea of it because it's like, it's like, it's almost like gambling, right? Cause it's like, you don't know what's going to go viral. You don't know what's going to make you millions of dollars. It right. could be something stupid, but it's at your fingertips. So it's like people are trying, but what I don't like about it, I love all the comedy videos and silly stuff like that, but it's like, you see girls dancing, a bunch of people dressed up in like cosplay stuff, like whatever, mm-hmm. uh, which all fine, all great. But people do, and then all of a sudden you see like a dog get hit by a car, and you're like, "Oh God, oh my put God!" Put that shit in. Why? I'm, and I'm scrolling, laughing at this and that, and I'm like, "Oh, that's great. Oh, this is great. Oh, okay." Blah, blah, blah. And then you see like like a chicken have a heart uh. attack, and I'm like, "I gotta go to bed. I you ruined it, <laughs> dude." When How it's like rebound? when it's something with a kid, I'm like, "Oh, why?" Why I saw a pit bull like attack a little. Kid. I was like, "What are we doing? Who's well, liking this? Who's what?" If I could do a palate cleanser when it comes to that, I just saw it's it's not even like all that good. It's just it's a scene from this show called Doom Patrol, um, uh, and it's just this really quick thing. But they changed the 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 speed of it so the person talking is all like. Bleh, 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 bleh. But let's see. <laughs> I, I hope this comes through. I'm gonna do it really quick. But it's just there's something about it that's just. Hold on, here it comes. Uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I can't Did you hear any of that at all. No, no, not really. <laughs> Wait, she starts screaming for her kid to start eating a cake. It's just there's stuff on that. Dude, there's just wacky stuff, just wacky things on TikTok. That's what that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like it's gotten to a point, and I'm like, you know, I don't think we're saying anything that everybody else doesn't, you know, know already. Is that it's gotten to a point where there's no excuse like not to just like go out and kind of just do your own thing and like nobody and even just like with tiktoks and things like that like nobody even expects it to be like insane quality like some yeah. things can be very lo-fi very just sort of simple yeah. um um but yeah just the idea of like which i think is really like empowering and fun the idea of like going out and just creating something yeah. um uh, and again that's the times where it's been the most fun even when like it was back in the day when we were like doing the shows and stuff like that, just the idea of saying, 
this is something that we're going to put together on our own. I've always loved that. And yeah, the directing thing, like I loved directing that movie and would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I plan to. That's yeah. that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm hoping to do now is right. that I really want to start uh, a YouTube channel and I really want to do start uh, just like putting things out there because I think that's, you know, despite everything, like you were saying, Paul, if you still love it and you still want to do it, then you should just find a way to do it, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. rather than like, you know, trying to we, find a way to yeah, ingratiate yourself to some we definitely have establishment a, or something. Right. We definitely have a lot of outlets now like TikTok, like YouTube. YouTube's huge because we didn't have that. But uh, it's it's cool. I remember loving uh, watching you and Jim Clegg. Uh, we, we, oh, yeah. we did a lot of filming. We did. We all lived in Stanford before we all moved into the city. We were banging out movies left and right, yeah. Uh, but we didn't really have a platform to put it on at that time. I mean, no, YouTube no. didn't come out 2006, 2007. But by yeah, then, we were all doing our own thing. Yeah, we would you put know? it on DVD. I remember we would put stuff on DVD and we would just like hand it out to our friends and stuff. And that's like it. That. Yeah, yeah. Jim, we have to talk to Jim because Jim has like Jim's been part with of the Chris and Paul show too for a long time too. He's done documentaries on us when we went. We our first big festival we did out in the West coast. He, he yeah, flew down there with yes. us. And so, so there's a lot of footage that Jim has and we should, we should all sit down with him and, and see what he yeah, still I'm gonna, has. And stuff. I'm going to say this about Jim because Jim, I have known since I was a little child, <laughs> like I, yeah. I, me and Jim uh, uh, grew up together on the same street in Stanford. And I'll say about like Jim and I started making movies, uh, uh, um, we, I mean, like, you know, before I even started doing like improv and things like that, we, we had a little mini DV camera. I think it was even something before that generation. It was like high. Right. We had this little camera and we would go and we would just make these little movies in our basement. And man, we must have been this before any of us met. We yeah. must have been like 14. I must have, I guess, maybe 14 or 15 years old. And Jim is like a very talented, very smart not only just like as a director, but as like an editor, as somebody who like films and, and, and sort of like puts things together. He has this really keen eye for like putting scenes together in a way that are, is very like cohesive. And he's done that for a very long time. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's like making something right now. Like I know he's made a few things, I think, I don't know. We'd have to, you guys would have to, but um yeah. But also like the music and stuff that he does and whatnot. But Jim is, uh, I love Jim. He's a very talented man. He's very yeah, talented. We gotta, yeah, super talented. We all gotta do like a reunion and, and film some stuff. We gotta really, we gotta look through all the archives of crap that we have. We have so, so much stuff. stuff. Because we just we just found a bunch of uh, stuff on old computers that that we're gonna go through. Because now it's there. like when you think about like what was happening back then with like all of us filming and stuff like that. Yeah. The technology now is just right. like it's so much easier to just like grab a camera, get an SD card, you know, get or like just do it on your phone. Yeah. yeah, just do it on your phone right. or whatever. And like, you know, just throw stuff on a laptop and be able to like, you know, just edit it so quickly and whatnot. It's just yeah. it's just so much easier than I think, like, you know, and like you said, like the outlet now, there's all these like places you could just like put stuff, right. you know. Yeah, I, I mean, would love to do that. would be great. Well, That'd Paul and I are going to be filming something soon uh that we'll tell you about that you probably have fun with you know, i think you would like and then darren and i we, you know we've been working on a project that i don't want to talk too much about it because it's 
I don't want the idea to be, you know, don't you take our ideas, but no, but it's, I I still want to film that thing. I still want to like, because I was cleaning out all these, you know, like I, I save all of my writing and all the work that I've ever had, you know, from when I first started this stuff. Yeah. And it's just fun to look back and just go, Oh, that idea sucks. Or, Oh, I can fix this now. I didn't, I, I, I kind of see what I was trying to do back when I was 16, but now I know how to figure it out. But like, Mm. But I, yeah. I came across some of the scripts that we had for that. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like, yeah, it's such a fun, simple idea. And I uh, know it's like uh, it's it, and that's the thing, too, is that like it, it's like there's all these ideas that you have. And 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 and, and somebody said this where it's I forget who it was. He, it, it was a director who was just saying I had to go out and just make this stuff on my own. Like yeah. nobody came to me and just said, yeah. well, you're going to make your script. See, right. He just said. Everything I did, I had to just sort of make it. I had to take it and just like put it together. And and yeah, I think that's I think that's uh, I, I think that's sort of what it just kind of comes down to. It's just saying like, let's just make this thing. That's you the know? thing because I, I feel like I, I it's gonna be perfect in this, and I always get wrapped up in my own head about like oh, how it's not making to it too it. precious. Like don't make just it so precious. It. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. go for it because who gives a shit? I mean, this whole year fucking sucked with this oh, pandemic God. and it's just like it's still going on and all this and luckily things are you know people are getting vaccinated which is great and things are starting to pick starting up to climb yeah. out of it hopefully and it's like i you know this thing just shows you like how fragile life is and how just short like it's just like it's just ridiculous and we're here like yeah my hair doesn't look good i can't do it now and oh i'm too fat it's like who gives a shit let's and- just yeah bulldoze and do it and put it out there and then learn from what we made mistakes from because we have, we've done it. We've filmed a lot of stuff, but we learned like, I mean, geez, some of the stuff we filmed, I would never want to see the light of day, but. Oh God, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> but we've learned from that. And, uh, you know, Chris and I are really excited about this, this project. Um, and it's going to be. shooting soon? You're going to like. Once we're soon. him and I are vaccinated, we're going to make out like. like it's just. And okay, 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 okay. It's yeah, ASMR. Feel, 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 feel. It's ASMR, like deep tissue, tissue massages. <laughs> and deep dish, and tissue massages. Deep dish, tissue <laughs> Hey, get this tissue. guy a deep dish tissue massage. Oh, I just get right in there. Lila? I cover mm. Paul with sauce and cheese. Uh, and I just, just like, mm. and I just get in those muscles, baby. Wearing like a bear's jersey the whole time. <laughs> you got to yeah. really get into that muscle tissue. I don't Jim, know. Is that Jim also has video of Paul's uh, getting his butthole waxed. Getting my butt waxed. Yeah. You got your butt waxed? You my never friend Sylvia. You yeah, never we, do this? Yeah, hey, what? Yeah, that was funny. That was I peed we in my went, pants. I we went to Sacramento for I think it was our second festival ever. We we won a festival, and that festival the prize was they flew us up to Sacramento. So this is, a, this is a long time. This is a long time ago. Like yeah, two thousand nine. Okay, and okay. I remember I remember flying out there. We stayed with our friend Sylvia at the time, and actually it was pretty funny. Think about this. <laughs> this is kind of funny. So it was two thousand nine. Chris and I just kind of like figuring out what we are and what we're doing and we go on this radio show and we had no idea i think this is like i, found, one of our I have that radio have that? yeah so the first thing that guy goes to us and goes so you guys made it how does it feel we're like what <laughs> it's like, we're so, <laughs> it's like we're what like, do you do you know who we are we get this festival that no one no one even knows about well maybe now but but that was it was just that was a, such an experience but anyway we stay with our friend Sylvia. I just want to figure yeah. out we were it, it was only about, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour from us walking in her front door to Paul having his 
butthole facing <laughs> the ceiling lying across her dining room table and her just what uh, well what happened was i guess my pants was sagging a little bit and she goes oh my god your your butt is hairy i'm like well then wax it <laughs> and she goes okay you want me to and, and Jim jumps for the camera. Chris, like, oh, we got to get this on camera. I remember Chris looks at me and Chris goes like, will you? He just wanted to look at me. Please, Paul, this would be great, you know? And then Jim's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I don't care. And so he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Dude, if I could tell you. It was the fun. <laughs> Darren, I, there was so much pee in my pants. Like, I was urinating in my pants. I couldn't stop. I was like a child. And she's just, and she was like a champion. She got up in there and was just rip, ripping your rip. hair out of your ass. And that's sad and to be Jim, so painful. Jim yeah. had the camera on my face the whole time, and the camera shaking because Jim was laughing so hard. Oh you God. hear Chris laughing so hard. Yeah, it, it it was a lot of pain, but it was worth it. How did it feel? Well, maybe I should. Oh, dude, how did it feel after? Like dude. when you're walking around, it's just. It's like, fine. I loved it. I oh, loved it. Really? Okay. It was great. It, was, it felt so. Things turned uh, around in the story. Yeah, it was. It turned <laughs> so around. So you're saying if you wax your butthole, you're just you're just whistling Dixie down, yes. down the street. Because you because it doesn't. Uh... Well, what does what? What if it starts? You get little hairs growing back in. That's oh the yeah. Worst. Well, that well that uh, like two weeks stubble. later. Yeah, you, you get a little stubble there, and then it's but, like butt uh, stubble. Yeah. But then stubble. a few weeks later, you have a giant beard. <laughs> it <laughs> grows ass. back even more, and you're just like, "Oh my, oh my gosh, you have a full a beard, goatee hanging out his butt crack." Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. God, I see that yeah. footage. I didn't even know about this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, uh, no, I had no idea. I don't think Jim put it in the documentary because I think out of like respect for you, but I was like, "Damn it, Jim, put that in." He, I think he still has, or he came across it recently. Jim's got a lot of footage that's oh yes. Jim's just sitting on a pile of tapes that can end our lives. Absolutely. <laughs> God knows what's Absolutely. on these tapes. He's sitting on like a Jim's like dangling the, the videos, like, watch out. He could easily blackmail any of us if he really wanted to. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day where I walk into a room and a little light shines on the top of Jim's head, and it's just like, welcome. So you well, didn't get into SUNY purchase. But here's a video you made when Paul was doing laundry. <laughs> you know? It's just like Oh God, yeah, we know uh, those videos. Jesus uh, Christ! Well, guys, we've been doing this for a while tonight. I think I, I, I feel be... like I, I'm oh, sorry if more. I was so depressing. I, I, you were no, depressing. No, I feel like I, I, I'm not looking back on it now. It's like ah, I was too like. Guns. No, it's <laughs> real. The whole episode is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were, uh, you were very handsome. Yeah, yeah. did you know? Very handsome. handsome? Uh, very no, no, I, I just, uh, you know, I appreciate I, I like doing stuff like this. And I, I think, just, yeah, you know, being honest of like how things went, you know. Yeah, of man. Of course. And That's the thing. You, th you have an idea of what you what's going to happen. And you right. get there and it's like, oh, this is scary and this is weird. But then out of it, you keep going. You push through and you and you end up like getting yeah. stuff. I mean, if you're lucky enough and, you know, you got yeah. a little talent, which is nice, just a little bit, yeah. you know. Little talent goes a little bit away. You were so. Sky Masterson. <laughs> you were Prince Charming. No, no. Well, I, 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 uh, I'm glad that uh, you guys asked me to do this because. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, you're 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 a big part of our history. Um, and you, you guys because a big part of, of my history because you because of you we we met and we we took off and uh, yeah <laughs> took off we took off and then we, it's like 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 you say you, certain things happen. We were on TV and then it's like, what's next? And it's like, 
you had, there's no like you know I, you know I did I did a show on Broadway and then everyone's like hey so what you know you don't are you gonna do any more Broadway or what and I'm like uh that, I wish that's how it was I wish you there was know like what you should do is more Broadway you know <laughs> when you, you get those conversations say, yeah and then you once you do Broadway go TV and then do another TV show then after that maybe do another TV show I hope you have a maid to clean up your floors from all them offers that are just all over your floors. <laughs> I was watching a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and I thought to myself, you should do what Leonardo DiCaprio does. Do his types of movies. Don't tell I'm me. Sure what... There's movies that he's not doing that you can do. Right. Can I just tell you the chemistry you had with Shia LaBeouf is uh, something that makes me cry every time I think of it. I wonder who this lady is that's telling us. this. She's the woman that wrote down <laughs> handsome at his audition. She's sitting there watching Wall Street, too, and a tear goes down her eyes, and she's like, I was wrong. I was wrong. Oh, my God. Gosh. We got to start making some more stuff, fellas. We will. We will. And, Darren, we I really we, want to. You know, we're we're doing this because we want we, – we love just talking to people and, and, and being in this world with all these creators. We love it. So we, we're going to have you back because hey, there's right. so many stories. So many stories. Uh, we didn't even get into some of the drunk stories, which are just <laughs> we'll get there. This was the this was the G-rated. This is Darren. And then next time it's like, who gives a shit? Because that's the thing. We're doing this podcast. I see like everyone in the world has a podcast. Yeah. Darren and I had our own podcast called We're Dads, where we talk about our life, how how we used to be, and now we're dads, which I love. Yes. It's just it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if anyone's listening. The people that are listening, we really appreciate it. And, yeah, thank thank you. And if not, no, thank you, you know, guys. It's all good. Like, who cares? It's like I, I gotta start thinking about things like that. Well, I'm, as long and as it, you have fun, if anyone else wants to join our fun, more the yeah, more the merrier. And and That's, if you and if you are listening, uh, and you're on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, and then message us and about any uh, any questions you have, and we'll talk about that. We'll answer your question. Yo, hit that notification hit bell. Hit that Say like and subscribe. Like, Smash subscribe, that like button man. if you will, please. <laughs> Darren, Darren, Darren Garasio. Any last words, buddy? Well, um, I also do a podcast with uh, my improv team, Scrambled Legs. Love those where, guys. Love you where guys. We, yeah, we all met at UCB, which doesn't exist anymore. They exist. I, I they exist, but in a black in hole. The, yeah. No, they're in the city. I think the one of their space. I don't know. One I of their spaces closed. Closed. Well, yeah. that's where we all met. And uh, we do a podcast. It's called the Scrambled Legs, Scrambled <laughs> Legs Comedy Podcast. And mostly what we do is we just sort of like uh, it's just like improv, just like funny little stories. We do characters and stuff like that. And mm. that's a lot of fun. So you can see that. And then um, I don't know. Yeah, Nothing that 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 improv troupe. You guys went on a tear at UCB and you won. <sighs> what was it like a. Uh, got like matches? it was like nine cage match victories and in a row, right? Like it was some of the most fun I ever had on stage. Yeah, was great. doing the scrambled leg show with uh Randy Riemann, Sarah Sarah Feinstein, and Jake Smith. And Jake Smith was uh the person who I made the movie with. Uh we produced the movie together. Um but yeah, those guys are very funny and I love them very much. And we've been just like constantly chatting throughout 
the pandemic and stuff like that. And even though that, like UCB doesn't really happen as much anymore and none of us are really taking classes or anything like that, we've all remained like close friends. And that whole, like, that's a whole other story, UCB and just Oof. like the yeah. sort of classes and ranks of all that and everything that happened with UCB when in regards to like my experience with it. Um, that's a whole other story, but, um, meeting those guys and starting scrambled legs. And again, another thing of like, they wouldn't put us on a team. So we just made our own team and it was the most fun. Yeah. Some of the most fun I've ever had. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Make your way, baby, make your own way. And especially those cage match shows. They were, they were tremendous. They were, tre- I loved them. We get, yeah. There's definitely going to be part two and part three and part four. Yeah. While you were, while you were talking about the scrambled legs thing, Paul, <laughs> I'm looking at Paul. He takes a sip out of his out of his water, and the water shoots and hits him right in the face and the eye. And he's like, oh, uh. and he, I don't think he knew if anyone saw. No, I, I was trying to let you talk, and I, I'm just like, Jesus. I look at Chris, and Chris starts laughing, and I start laughing. I'm so. trying to hide my face behind the microphone because I'm trying not to smile. And Paul, no, I see Paul notice that I'm. So I'm like, God damn it! But it was just Paul just got hit in the face and was like. And he looked at his water, he's like, what the fuck was that? What the? I, uh, I got to tell a really quick story <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. sort of related to that. <laughs> I used to work at Ruby Foods back when Ruby Foods was open in Times Square. And I remember <laughs> I, I had no food and I was so hungry. And I remember I, they, they would let us have white rice for free. So I would get a bowl of white rice. But the white rice, the way it's made, it very like it sticks. It's very yeah. sticky, you know. Sticky what I mean? rice, yeah. So I was a host, and some people came in, and they want to like sit down. I took a scoop of white rice because I was so hungry, and I put it in, and it lodged into like my <laughs> esophagus, like it lodged. It became a baseball, and it just like clung on to the innards of my like throat and esophagus and all my whole system. So I just he- feel it seize up inside of my body, and these two people come in, and I'm escorting them. And they asked me a question. I had to answer it. And I, I, I don't know why. I don't remember the context. But I just went. Give me one day. I'll be right. I'm trying to talk to them. But I can't get words up. Give me one moment. I'll be right back. I'm trying to like through and through be cordial as hell. And it was just. uh it was just that one scoop, way too big of a rice. I overshot, and uh, oh, I think <laughs> I, I think the next time, like part two of this, which I think I think we should record very soon, should just be like now. Now we get into like the stories because there's so many damn stories. This was like the more like career driven paths that we all took and how we all started, but like some of the like the you know the drunk stories. The, the the poop stories. Oh uh, my god, the poop stories. Darren's got the best stories, and it's <laughs> there's so ma- there's so many stories. So many things. There's so oh many god. stories. Paul, there, remember the mobsters that this? I don't know if Darren was even there, but Paul had an ex girlfriend who was connected to the mob. One of the <laughs> one of the mobs. There, there, there's really wacky ass stories. Yeah, uh, there's some interesting people we oh met. Darren and the, me the bleeding years. over Darren while he was vomiting. Oh, and the police that and, night. Oh, man. I don't, I don't want to say too much about that because we we'll have to just, tell that story. We'll we'll get into that next time. But please, guys, our parents around. are so proud of us. I know. <laughs> but anyway, we'll be back with part two very soon. We thank you for listening. I'm Check Chris. I'm Paul. I was I was Darren. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye.